I personally would much rather develop the skill myself to have that self-control rather than relying on some tool or something to be in control of my focus. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Charlie. And I'm Femke, and welcome to episode 60. Feels a little bit like a small milestone there. Uh, And in this episode today, we're going to be talking about focus. I don't know about you, Charlie, but I feel like this has kind of been a hot topic lately for a lot of people. I think especially as we're coming into a new year, where we're sort of figuring out what we're going to do this year. And focus is obviously one of the things that we all wish we had more of or we're better at controlling. I am definitely. I'm I'm really keen to make focus one of my priorities this year. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to share about focus and also what our listeners have to share about focus as well. Yeah, agreed. I think the thing with focus is it's important because it helps you work smarter. So you're not having to work hard all the time if you can almost work harder and smarter in these focus moments you can get more done you know which means that you can then finish your work sooner as well ideally so that's a main reason why I'm really seeking focus this year I suppose so that I can work hard and smart and then be able to take a bit of of breathing room as well yeah I think that's likely the goal for everyone but first how is your week it's been a little while since we caught up Yeah, it has. I've had a really good week. It's been a really chilled one. We're recording this a bit in advance. So uh, for us right now, it's just been New Year's. It's the 2nd of January right now. Uh, So we've had that week between Christmas and New Year's. It's always a bit of a funny one. And for me this time, I decided to just chill out a bit and not make use of these extra public holidays for getting a bunch of stuff done, which I probably should have and I'll probably be regretting it later. But I, I did work like I did my day job, but that's that's pretty much all I did uh, over that break, which was really nice. It was good time to recharge and relax and gather my thoughts a bit. And then on the plane ride home, because I spent Christmas in Spain, I did a bunch of planning for the new year and it's made me really excited and keen to get stuck back into it. So yeah, it's been good. How about you? How's, how's your week been? Yeah, that, that's really awesome to hear that you had a break. I also have had a bit of a break between that period. I always forget that like, because it's summer in New Zealand, everyone sort of automatically goes on summer break at that period, but the rest of the world kind of keeps yeah. moving. Uh, so I've sort of automatically been on break because it's summer here. And today, actually, I'm about to hop on a ferry to go down to the South Island to have a two-week holiday. So... I'm very much so excited about that. So at the moment, I haven't really been spending a lot of time on side projects. I'm just sort of making the most of the family time and opportunities that I have while I'm in New Zealand because soon I'll be going back home to Amsterdam. Uh, but I I did start picking up my writing again. So yesterday I wrote a new article. So yeah, things are kind of slowly tricking along, but mainly focused on just having some downtime at the moment to make sure that I'm restful for the year ahead, which I think is important and not to be underestimated. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think that is really important. And I want to try and not burn myself out again. As we talked about a couple of episodes ago, I totally burnt out in December and want to learn from those mistakes, I suppose, move forward. And focus will hopefully help with that, I suppose, just as a wee segue there. (laughs) Uh, To start us off, Fimo, I'd like to know, 
I feel like we might be similar on this, but I want to hear you say it anyway. Is there a certain like time of day and location where you focus best? Like what does focus look like for you? What situation are you in? Great question. Uh, at the moment, focus to me is first thing in the morning. Well, basically. So after I get up, I get up quite early. I'm awake at 6am and then I usually don't start my day job until 8. So I've kind of got like a two hour focus window set aside for myself every morning. And that has been super helpful since I adopted doing that a couple of years ago. I just find that that precious time in the morning is the best time of day for me to be focused because there's limited distractions happening at that time in the morning and my mind is refreshed and awake because I've just rested and so it's a really great time in the day for me to sit down and just really focus on whatever it is that I want to achieve that morning. Yeah totally it's the same for me I've well I used to get up at like 5 or 5 30 but I think now that I am working from home, that will move to be more like 6 or 6.30, I guess, because probably I'm not have an hour commute anymore. So there's, yeah, the more sleep I can get, the better, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll see, though, because I do really appreciate my morning time uh, when there's it's just me up and awake in the flat and there's no distractions. It's still dark outside for the most part, usually. Yeah. And I find it really easy to focus there. Uh, what about locations for focus? Like my desk is definitely a good place for me. Like I'm not the sort of person who can really work in bed or anything like that. I don't don't find that to be very productive. Oh gosh, no, neither. <laughs> but I find too that sometimes I can find really good focus uh, in a cafe, which is kind of weird because it's like the opposite complete situation of, you know, being at home in the early morning when no one else is around. But I think it's because the sort of conversations happening around me act a bit like white noise and I don't you know know the people around me so I'm not tempted to go and join in or anything like I might be if I was in an office and there was you know workmates talking around me about about projects or anything like that and it's just like a, a cozy atmosphere like I like being somewhere that's you know cozy and comfortable and yeah a bit of white noise helps me focus my mind like I often work with music playing in the background it stops me, my mind from wandering too much. So yeah, I guess that's why why cafes also work for me too. Yeah, I like cafes as well. And I, I will usually go to them if I have a task that maybe really needs doing and I've just been putting off. Ah. I think it helps if you like, well, for me anyway, if I go to a specific location and have like a specific amount of time and set myself a goal. So that goal might be, I don't know, edit the podcast, for example, edit an episode. and that really helps for me going to a specific location, having that set time and that set goal because that's all I can do when I'm there because that's what I've decided I'm going to do. So I find that quite helpful. And the other place that I enjoy finding focus, which unfortunately is seasonal, is uh, in the park. So in summer, I really like to take my picnic blanket and head down to the park by myself and just take my laptop and some headphones and zone out and just get stuff done I really like that as well and I mean sometimes there's distractions like cute dogs walking past uh, but I don't know I, I just really like being outside and there's something like 
I think special about that and and unique like it's not every day we get to go and sit outside and work and have a lake in front of you or something so I don't know I really like that as well I think for the peacefulness and the tranquility and the ability to just focus my mind and and not have those screaming distractions around me yeah I really like that and I especially like your method of like going to a different location for a certain task I think that's something that I would definitely be using now that I can work from anywhere yeah, uh, yeah. And I've you been will. wanting to get out and and go work in cafes and things to have a change of scenery, you know, get out of the house a bit. So I think doing it for a certain task is going to be a really, really great way to go about doing that, I think. Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe your task might be to clear out your email inbox or something, which I don't know about you, but for me is a task that I put off for weeks and weeks. And so if I set that as my goal when I'm going somewhere to get focus time, uh, that that always helps me personally. Oh, this brings up another question I wanted to ask you. Do you have certain tasks in your to-do list that require more focus than others? You know how some you can sort of like sprinkle in and fit in wherever in your day and they'll get done, you know, but then others you just need like a set amount of time to do. Do you arrange your to-do list with those tasks and make sure there's like one of those each day or something or spread them out? I don't know. How do you approach that? Yeah, I I definitely do have different tasks that require different levels of focus, uh, but I don't necessarily categorize them or or high you know put them in a hierarchical list or anything in my to do list or when I'm sort of prioritizing things. The way that I approach it is usually that I have in my calendar. Every, every morning in that 6 to 8 a.m. block, I have something in my calendar that's recurring. So, for example, Friday mornings is podcast editing, and that's like a two-hour block in my calendar that's repeated every week. And so I know that that time is set aside for that particular thing. And I'll have the same with, like, writing articles for my newsletter or recording this podcast episode. You know, we have that as a calendar appointment that recurs weekly. And that way I don't have to think about preparing for that task too much because it's in my calendar already like I can open my calendar at the start of the week and see that on Friday I'm going to have to edit the podcast and so any other little tidbits and things that I want to get done I have to move or or put that in around that because podcast editing is already in my calendar and it's already sort of set in stone if that makes sense. Yeah that does make sense it's like you're physically blocking out that section of time to work on that so that's the only thing you're allowed to focus on then because yeah that's what your calendar says <laughs> yeah and I do that for the most important things so the things that are vital and there's sort of like no negotiation around when they can be done or when they need to be finished like those are things that are basically number one priority you know yeah yeah that makes sense what about when uh you're not in your ideal focus situation like when that can't happen for me, this is just for example, in the afternoon is my least focused time. I don't know what it is about maybe it's like we're gonna say like two thirty to five o'clock ish is this time when I just find myself wandering around the house looking for things to eat or like any tiny little <laughs> distraction, I will like jump on it and it'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, I've got to look at this now totally. This is important. And for some reason, like I just you you know, take every excuse to to not focus on what I'm meant to be doing. It's my hardest time. Do you have a time like that that you've noticed where where you find it harder to focus on your work? Yeah, and like ironically, it's around the same time as you. Usually <laughs> usually around two o'clock I start to have a dip. I don't know if that's because 
when two o'clock rolls around, I've technically been working for eight hours already, uh, but there's mm, still more time. Like I'm basically halfway through my day job kind of thing, but because I get up early and do my own work, I've already worked eight hours that day. And so I kind of experienced this natural dip and, and I'm just assuming that it's because I've worked eight hours already that day. Who knows, maybe it's because of my diet or something. It, it could totally be something else. But I always kind of experience a dip around that time. And I really struggled with it at first, actually. I'm kind of better at managing it now. Now, because I know that like two o'clock's coming, I can kind of like push through and prepare myself to keep going through that lull period. But I used to really struggle with finding the motivation to get back on track and regaining focus and I'd find myself really easily distracted by like anything around me similar to you. Can you share some tips with me then because I'm definitely still in the phase where that's like the hard part for me and I don't really 100% know how to get through it yet. I'm feeling like leaving like the situation that I'm in and going to a cafe might help because it'll be you know changing locations and doing something else. Also, luckily with my new job, uh, most of my teammates are in the US, so they're in a different time zone from me, and most of my meetings happen during that time, which is perfect because, you know, why not fill that time with meetings? But yeah, any tips to share with me? Yeah, I think a change of scenery helps. If that's something that you find helps get you back into focus, then I would suggest doing that. The other thing I would recommend is just, like, setting yourself a goal for the next hour, like, Just say to yourself, okay, within the next hour, I want to do this one thing and try and channel all of your focus and all of your energy into doing that one thing. And you'll notice that once you sort of get into the zone of doing that thing or once you sort of reach that deep work phase of like, okay, I'm really in the zone and I'm doing this now, that feeling of distraction will fade away. And so you'll just keep gaining momentum and that will that will eventually go away and the momentum will carry you forward for the rest of the day. That's that's kind of how I've figured out how to deal with it. But uh, yeah, it, it could be different for you. Maybe for you, you just need to like, I don't know, if Twitter is your biggest distraction, then just say between the hours of two and four, like Twitter's closed or put like a blocker on your computer that means you can't access Twitter or something like that, you know? Do you have any of those? I know there's a lot of apps like there's rescue time and you know, things that either log what what software you're using on your computer and chart mm-hmm. which are the distracting ones and give you a percentage or whatever, or some, some things block the sites or apps or whatever that are counter just distractions. Do you use any of those? Nope. Do Me you? Me either. <laughs> I, had, I had one set up on my work computer and I can't even remember what it was called, but it would tell me how many minutes I was distracted by that day. But it counted email as one of those. And like sometimes I had to be in my email to, you know, that was quite a big form of method of communication we used at my last company was everything was done via email pretty much. So I was in Gmail a lot and it thought that was distraction time, even though technically I was in there for work. So I don't know, it didn't have much of an effect on me because I didn't, it wasn't charting exactly how much time I was looking at Twitter or, you know, reading an article or whatever. So I, I haven't found it to be much use personally. Yeah, those ones that sort of collect those stats around like how much time you spent being distracted, like this is how much time you spent on Twitter this month, etc. I find that in itself a distraction. Like knowing mm. that any of your time spent on those things is going to be counted towards something negative, 
even though like in your case with the emails, maybe it was a productive or positive reason that you were doing that thing. Uh, that in itself to me is a distraction. And I don't, I don't know, I just don't like the idea of it. And I personally would much rather develop the skill myself to have that self-control rather than relying on some yes. tool or something to be in control of my focus. Yes, exactly. I think it's something that I want to train myself to do. And especially now that I work from, like my personal laptop is now my work laptop as well. And right. I make sure I close down Twitter and, you know, any other app or whatever, like close down my browser completely and open a fresh one when the quote unquote work day starts so that that is my time to, you know, focus on work. There is one app I use though that I want to bring up. It's not one that charts distractions or anything like that, but um, you know about the Pomodoro technique, right, Fem? Yes. Yes. For anyone who doesn't know, basically it's a method. I don't know who invented it uh, or why it's called that or whatever. I'll leave a link to Wikipedia. But it's a method of working where you have 25 minutes of focus time where you are not allowed to do anything else but the task that you've set yourself to do. And then you have a five-minute break. And you repeat that four times, well, three three more times, so four total blocks of Pomodoros, as they call them, and then you get a longer break, and then you repeat it throughout the day. And there's an app I use called Focus Keeper that is basically a timer for this specifically, and it counts how many rounds of these Pomodoros you've done each day and, and whatever, and you just hit play on the timer, and then when you hear the little beeping noise, it's time to take a quick break, and that's when I go and get myself a drink of water or whatever, and then when it beeps again, it's time to get back into it. I don't know. I just find that it really helps me get into the swing of things and and not check Twitter or emails or anything like that because I can glance over at the timer and see, oh, it's only seven minutes to go. I can definitely last seven more minutes before I check Twitter. So back to work, you know, and it stops those fleeting, distracted thoughts, I find. Yeah, I've heard of the Pomodoro technique. I've never tried it myself or to be honest I've never really tried implementing any of those kind of techniques I know that another really good one I don't know what it's called or if it even has a name but in the morning if you sort of get a piece of paper and then divide the time of the day in half an hour blocks and then in each half an hour block just put down what you want to be doing in that half an hour and it can change throughout the course of the day you know maybe a meeting crops up or something that's fine you just cross out what you had planned and add the new thing and I've heard that that's a really good way of just planning out your focus time for the day. And at the end of the day, you can review sort of, okay, so which thing didn't happen? Where did I get distracted? Why did this thing not happen? And I think the point of it is sort of over time, you can train yourself to get better at creating a, a efficient and productive day. And this is something that I haven't tried personally, but I know that Austin Saylor has tried it before. I think he might even still do it at the moment. Uh, so Austin, if you have uh, any advice to share on that, I'd be really interested to hear how that's working for you. Yeah, that does sound interesting. I don't know about how that would work for me. I feel like it would stress me out if I like went over time on a task because I'm you know, not very good at yeah working out how long things would take or, or whatever. And then I'd be like, oh, now I'm behind for the whole day. And I don't know how I'd feel about that. Whereas with my Pomodoro, I set, like, right, in this 25 minutes, I'm going to do this. Then I go and do it. And if I'm not quite done at the end, I'm like, okay, I'm doing that for the next one as well then, you know? And I sort of have it in mind beforehand how I'm going to spend that time. I don't generally spend my whole day 
doing that Pomodoro technique, but I, I definitely would do maybe like six rounds or so uh, throughout the day whenever I find I need it. And perhaps that's something I need to make sure I do in the afternoons in my like lull times. Maybe that really helped me. I tend to do it in the morning when I'm feeling all like, you're like a go-getter and I'm like, yeah, come on, focus time, Pomodoro, go. <laughs> so I guess you don't really commute anymore, but when you did commute, quite a lot of your focus time or your day was taken out by commuting. And I'm sure that someone listening probably is in a similar situation where they have to spend quite a bit of time of their day on a commute. And I know that you had some really good tactics for making the most out of that commute time and turning it into focus time. Do you want to maybe share a little bit about how you structured your day? Yeah, I wouldn't call it focus time first off because you're having, you know, there's so many people around you and announcements going on, you're having to change trains or whatever. It's not focus time um, and it was in the morning so it was cutting into my focus time really. But instead of just writing it off as a dead hour in my day, I wanted to make use of it. And so I specifically saved tasks that could be done on the go on my little baby map book that I have, or perhaps even just on my phone writing or whatever. I saved those tasks for my commute and gave myself something to do and something to achieve in between the time when I left my house and arrived at work. So usually for me, that would mean writing scripts for videos or, you know, planning blog posts or whatever, planning a newsletter. That was what I did on on those commute times to try and make it useful. So if there's ever, I don't know, any spots in your day where you feel frustrated that you're forced to do something else, you know, that is not how you'd like to be spending your time, try and save up some little tasks that you could possibly squeeze in there, I suppose, would be my advice. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And since being here in New Zealand and having a commute, I've tried to do the same thing by taking my laptop on the train and making the most of, of that hour on commute. And now I really like can, can understand people who have long commutes, how annoying that is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there's always a way to make the most out of it, right? Like even if you can't physically do work, maybe do something like listen to an educational podcast or something, like just make the yep. most of that time, especially in the morning when your brain is like active and ready. Yeah, something as simple as listening to an audiobook or or even reading, you know, that that could be seen as productive and useful as well. Definitely. Do you want to get into some tweets from our listeners because we we had some of them share the struggles they have with focus and also some tips. Mm-hmm, Seems to be some mm-hmm. good ones here. So Sarah said that focus is an eternal struggle. Yep, agreed. And that she uses blocks of project time and bullet journals for list and Pomodoro for when all else fails. So that technique I was talking about is her like, you know, go-to when nothing else is going right. Bullet journaling is an interesting one. I've heard a lot of people talking about this and it's not something that I do or know much about. What How is about it? How about you, Fem? No, I've never heard of well, it. Well, it's... You've never heard of it? Oh, there's millions of videos on YouTube about it. Let me tell you. (laughs) It's this method of like planning lists and like planning your month or whatever. Uh, I'm probably not explaining it very well at all. That uses like a key and everyone has their own special method of doing it. And it's meant to make, instead of just keeping a notebook and like writing down random lists, it's all super organized and with ways that you mark them off when they're done, etc. I don't know. It seems interesting. But it also seems like something that I would find annoying because I would get it messy really quickly because I can't write very neatly. And then I wouldn't want to use it because I'd messed it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that does sound like that could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think with these sort of like techniques and things, 
because it's something that I would have to learn and put time aside to learn them, I just think of them as distractions themselves. Like I'd rather figure out what works best for me, my own way to create that focus time and just do that rather than spend all this time learning a technique. But I mean, everyone's different. So I guess if you do find something that works well for you, then that, you know, that's, that's awesome, obviously. Yeah. And sometimes it's worth trying things out if you are like struggling, you know, and there's a cure that other people have found it's worth trying out. That's true. Robert said a tip is to cut off the internet and then declutter your mind by writing down ideas or any unnecessary thoughts. It's very helpful. So it's kind of like getting stuff out of your brain, I suppose. That does sound useful. Yeah, I've tried before turning the internet off, especially when I have to write. You know, if I'm in writing mode, then I don't really need the internet. So I can just open up a writing app or whatever and write. And sometimes it's helpful. Another technique, I guess, or thing I've tried is instead of actually writing is just pressing record on my phone and talking into it. I really struggled with that one. I felt like every word I was saying was like concrete because there's not really a backspace if you're talking. And so Mm. I would just, it was almost like being like paralyzed on stage. You know, I just, it kind of freaked me out. So that didn't really work well for me. But I think if you have a task that doesn't rely on the internet that you really need to get done, then potentially just turning the Wi-Fi off or whatever on your computer could be a good way to just focus on the task at hand. Speaking of turning things off, Derek, I just saw, came in with a really hilarious one anyway. He said, I hide all clocks so that I can't agonize over how unproductive I might be being. <laughs> and I think that's amazing. Like, if you're not worrying about all the time you're wasting, then that's, you know, another distraction gone, which is so true, but just funny to think of hiding all the clocks. He also said it reduces the, oh, it's almost lunchtime thoughts, which can make me less productive in the times leading up until then which is definitely true. Interesting. Yeah, that's definitely true. I find that sometimes as well. Like I might look at the clock and think, oh, it's only half an hour to lunchtime, so probably not worth starting anything, you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kevin says, my biggest distractions are from my coworkers. All well-meaning, of course, but I do find that if you communicate with them ahead of time and work out a specific time to chat, I have less distractions throughout the day. Do you ever have that, Charlie? I guess now you're remote, so you've got that uh, time zone in the morning where you sort of just automatically have focus time because they're not online, right? Yeah, it's great. There's only, I think, four other team members that are in like my European-ish time zone. Yep. So yep. Slack's pretty quiet. There's lots of time to focus. It's great. I did find that coworkers were a distraction at my last job because I was in the office and like people were around, you know, and... Because on Slack too, when, you, when you're a remote worker, if someone needs something from you, they'll message you. But if you're not checking Slack at that moment, you're not going to see it until you're finished with your 25 minutes focus time or however it is you're working, you know. But when you're there in person, they're just going to come up and tap you on the shoulder. Um, so that is, that is a, a struggle. But in our office, we sort of had a signal that it was like headphones on meant that someone's in the focus zone. So ah. try and not, um, you know, interrupt them then if you can, especially for the devs. Interesting. Yeah, I I guess because I work remotely from home and the time zone that I work in, nobody else is online. I don't really have the issue of uh, getting distracted by coworkers. But I did have that when I used to work in an office and sometimes it is hard to get around that. Now you're just distracted by me on Slack instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 
Carl said something similar to what we talked about at the beginning, which is that he enjoys working early in the morning, like a 5 or a 5.30 start, closes the door, noise-cancelling headphones. Sometimes it's easier said than done, though. Yeah, that's true. It's always the case, but it's good for that to be the intention. I think that's great. Noise-cancelling headphones is an interesting one, too. Like, I wonder, I wonder what, I always wonder what other people listen to while they work. Yeah. Because I, being a designer, I can listen to music quite easily while I'm designing things. But if I'm writing something, or even if I'm just planning something out and like having some deep thinking time, can't listen to anything with words for sure. But I also don't like silence. So it's a tricky one. (laughs) Yeah. I find that if I'm doing anything to do with words, I cannot listen to a podcast because it's like listening to someone talking and you're trying to like write at the same time. Just that's like a total clash. Impossible. Yeah. 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 Naomi has a good tip for email, it sounds like. She said she pauses her inbox using streak for Gmail so that she's not tempted to check or read or respond or get distracted while designing. That is an interesting one. And I, I don't feel like I need that because I don't tend to have my inbox open all day and I don't really have notifications on for Slack all the time. So in a way, I'm pausing them, right, if I'm just not checking them at that particular time. Yeah, I've read before that you should only check your email like once or twice a day. I definitely do not do this. I am a serial, like check my inbox every half an hour kind of person. And I know that I should really figure out a way to not have that habit because it's totally a habit for me at the moment. Like I don't even think about it without even realizing I'm doing it. I'm just looking at my inbox. Uh, So I definitely need to find a way to not get so distracted by my email and yeah I mean either by pausing it or just like closing it entirely or some other way I just need to figure out how to not make that such a distraction in my day. That's that's like Twitter for me. (laughs) Yeah right. Would you say that email is probably your biggest distraction? Yeah probably. Yeah I think I think that probably mindlessly checking twitter and you know going through that cycle of checking social media is mine because there's just no need um people can wait or whatever do you have twitter open throughout the day no but i find myself accidentally opening it see that's interesting because i have twitter open throughout the day on like a second monitor so it's constantly it's on the screen like all day yeah but i find that because i subconsciously know it's there i don't need to actively go and it's almost, I don't know, it's weird. It's like, because I know that it's there, I feel okay about it because if yep. I want to go to it, I can just look over there and it's there. And I feel like if I didn't have it open, I would get more of those urges to go and physically like open it or check it or something. But I don't know, that's just me. It's, it's weird. See, I don't find myself having an urge to check it. It's just that I find myself suddenly, that's what I'm looking at. And I'm like, right. oh, I didn't, didn't even mean How to do this. How did that happen? This is just what my subconscious is doing. Damn you. (laughs) Yeah, I like what Holly said. She says that she puts her phone on airplane mode or turns off all notifications on her computer. And I definitely do this for my phone. So the only like push notifications or, you know, on your lock screen, the notifications that you get, literally the only ones that I get are for text messages. I get no notifications for email, for Twitter. I don't even have the Facebook app installed. Nothing for Instagram. Like, nothing except messages and I've had that for about a year now and I have to say it's amazing because I I don't get distracted by those notifications and suddenly feel that urge to go and check it you know like that urge has totally been eliminated which means that the only time I do check it is when 
I don't know, I think to check it. And I find that that's nice in other ways as well. Like it has other effects in terms of the only way really that people can rely on contacting me immediately is through a text message. And so I like sort of having that as the only one channel. I think I'd be freaked out if I have to always check Twitter and always check Facebook Messenger and Instagram and everything just in case someone messaged me on any of those 100 different platforms, you know? Yeah, I do know. I think I need to take a leaf out of your book there and and do the same. (laughs) It's been really good so far. Hannah says that she uses one of those apps we were talking about earlier. She says, I struggle with focus a lot because I easily get sidetracked. Same girl. And she said, I found that an app called Self-Control that blocks websites has saved my life. So that's one of those ones that I guess blocks the, the those time wasters, I guess. Yeah, I think like whatever it is, whatever technique or app or whatever you can find to eliminate distractions and create your self-focused time, like just do that thing, you know, and that could be something different for each person. Like maybe it's going to a cafe, maybe it's locking yourself in your room, maybe it's downloading these blocker apps or whatever. Just do whatever you can to help create focus time, especially when you've got a deadline looming or something that's of priority that really needs to be done. Yeah, agreed. It's all about experimenting, right, to work out what focus is for you and and the time that you're best going to be focused. Another thing too, I'll just add quickly is that I use a standing desk and I find that, you know, when I'm standing at my desk, that is my focus time because I'm here, I'm standing up and I'm at my computer. I'm not just like, you know, lounging around on a chair or on the sofa or something. And so that makes it different from other times I might be using my computer for like personal use or whatever, you know, downtime use. And that helps add that bit of focus as well. Putting yourself in a situation maybe that is always used for the time when you're getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. If you have some, maybe it's, I don't know, a certain mug you use even, something like that. Maybe it's a different pair of headphones you wear when you're working on something important. Little things that put yourself in that zone. And yeah, like you said, whatever works for you, that's what you need to do. Well, I think this is a good episode. I like talking about this sort of thing. And I really like hearing from other people as well what works best for them. Because I think there's always room for improvement, right? With whatever we do. And I, well, for mine especially, you know, that downtime I said in my afternoon. So some of these tips that we've talked about from you, Fem, and from our listeners, I'm going to be putting them into play and seeing if I can make that time a bit more focused. So I've enjoyed this. Yeah, same. And I mean, I'm still on this journey of finding optimal focus. Like Mm. I totally still get distracted and it it can be really hard to get yourself in that zone. And, you know, maybe there's Twitter calling at you or your email. I mean, I think we all experience it. So I'm definitely not a uh, picture perfect, you know, example of how to find focus time, but it's definitely going to be one of my goals this year is to really, really find focus and produce good work in that focus time so fingers crossed let's see how it goes this year yeah and I guess we can keep each other updated as the year progresses yes that'll be great so where can people go online if they want to find more of our podcast episodes you should head to designlife.fm and listen to all the other 59 episodes of this show if you haven't heard them already you can also subscribe to us on itunes search for design life and subscribe there that really helps us out and you know iTunes likes it when more people subscribe so that means that more people might find our show and join in these conversations which is always fun 
And you can also be a part of the discussions which we share on the show. And that's usually done through Twitter. So just give us a follow. We are at Design Life FM. And there you can be a part of the discussions. Yeah, which is awesome. It's always my favourite part of the show. Me too. Well, good chat, fam. Yeah, see you next week for 61. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.